this body has been done and felt so much that the story it's journeyed through has found its meeting with the soul. Do we hide it? Do we heal it? Is it true? Does it define us? The eyes we hold has witnessed what was felt, transforming the mind and moving it back and forth between what's true, what's false, what's real and what's not. The inner workings, wonderings and wanderings that we want to follow, finding that courage deep within to let go of what we've known and transmute what we've been holding. It's time to let go. It's time to heal our bodies. It's time to hear, listen and feel the voices of our body. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Love Ashley Elaine, and I'm going to be your guide as we journey through this big, beautiful thing called life, our ups, our downs, our healing journey, all of the things. This episode, we're going to be talking about releasing guilt so that you can really rise in purpose, right? It's hard. It's hard, but it's it's necessary, right? Guilt can have a stronghold on us and can, can hold us back in so many ways. And we're going to talk about what that looks like in ourselves, in our friendships, with our family, all of that, right? Jobs, all of it, because those things are important. And we want to make sure that we know that we're supported First, supporting ourselves, right, in the decision making and then comfortably, uncomfortably moving forward in the right direction, right? Guilt will hold us captive if we let it. So, you know the vibes. Prepare your mind, body, and soul as we get into this episode. you to I invite you to I'm not I don't want you to do anything that you're not feeling led to I invite you to um, come to a standing posture where you find your feet grounded down onto the floor and really allow yourself to rise right pulling the shoulders back keeping the head nice and tall keeping the spine nice and long tucking the pelvis in right so we don't do the booty pop thing we want to bring our hips inward right and we're gonna move just a little bit but we're gonna stay grounded the goal here is to acknowledge where guilt lives within the body right where are you holding guilt in your body Um, energetically when we look at our energy centers, guilt is held in our sacral chakra, which is where we produce our creativity, our our womb space, um, our genitals, like in that area, right? Because guilt can stifle our creativity. Guilt um, 
just allows us to be in a space that isn't authentic and it allows us to move and do and be from a place that isn't true, right? It allows us to create these narratives and create scenarios and move into a way that isn't organic to us, but organic to the guilt. So find yourself here standing firmly grounded and planted into your feet, feeling the ground, right? Option here is to bring your gaze down your nose or close your eyes completely. And just really feel your feet into the ground, touching the ground, right? Bring one hand to your heart space and the other one to your womb space, right? That area that's right underneath the belly button. And just feel into this space, keeping the shoulders open, right? Sometimes guilt is held in our heart space. So we love from a guilt space. We protect from a guilt space. We maneuver from a guilt space. We speak from a guilt space, right? We allow fear to be what's transmuted from guilt. Right? Fear and guilt go hand in hand with one another. And feel into your body. Feel into your heart space and your womb space. And just notice what's there. Right? And maybe just press into both spaces nice and gently, calmly. And keeping both hands there, take a nice big inhale. And as you exhale, sending your breath down into the sacral chakra, which is where your hand is underneath your belly. And just envision whatever is there that's holding you captive, that's allowing you to stay in a guilt space, right? Whether it's a wrongdoing towards someone or someone wronging you. Imagine it just trickling down through the legs into the feet and emptying out into the earth, allowing Mother Nature to hold it for us, right? disintegrate it for us, chop it down, break it up for us. We'll take one more nice big inhale and exhale, sending that thing down through the legs, through the feet, into Mother Earth. Last one, nice big inhale, taking all the air that you can and exhale, releasing whatever is holding you captive in guilt to be released through the legs, down through the feet. We don't want it to stay in the feet. We want it to go through the feet. So keep breathing it out. Mother Nature, nurture it for you, nurture you. So releasing the hands from the body will bring them out to our sides in what we call a mountain pose. So it's really posturing the arms spread out on each side of us, spreading the fingers nice and wide and really envisioning yourself on top of a mountain. It's like a victory posture. And on your next inhale, we'll bring the hands up overhead, reaching nice and tall towards the sky. 
and grab hold as if there's like a ball of energy in between the hands, right? And just hold it there as if there's a ball in between the hands and allow God to give you that restoration. Allow God to really open up whatever channel is needed to bring healing into that space, to help you release the guilt, to help clean the heart of any guilt that's being held onto so that that can come down through the body into the sacral chakra. And on your next exhale, open the hands nice and wide, bringing them back down by your sides, allowing that energy bubble to expand and to protect you and to hold you and to heal you. We'll do that two more times. We'll inhale, bring hands up overhead, grab that ball of energy, and just stand there for a minute, really extending nice and tall, right? Allowing God to fill that bubble. And as you exhale, cracking it open over the body, coming back into your mountain pose. One more nice big inhale. Bring the hands back over the head. Find that ball of energy again. Hold it so that it can be refilled with all the things that you need to help release guilt. And on your next exhale, crack it open. Allow it to melt all over the body. And then bring one hand to your heart space and the other one to that sacral chakra area. Maybe switching the hands this time so that whatever energy from the heart space can come into that uh, sacral chakra. I pray that healing any areas of your body, of your journey, of your energy, of your spirit, that have moved you into a place of guilt. Guilt for making a decision that you needed to for yourself. Guilt that was passed on to you that doesn't belong to you, but it it puts you in a place of not knowing how to make a decision that doesn't involve pleasing other someone else that is not your responsibility. I pray that this practice heals you, that you find peace within yourself first and allow it to transmute from the inside out. I pray that guilt is no longer what allows you to make decisions, but that it is eradicated and pushed out out of you so that you can make decisions from discernment from intuition, from the good heart and soul that was given to you. So take a pause here. You know that you can pause this recording at any point to journal or just be with the space, be with what's present. And we will be right back.
Listen, listen, listen. I'm excited to finally say out loud. After five years of sitting on this title, after five years of just trying to understand what God was doing when he dropped this in me in the middle of a therapy session, Married to Trauma, the book and the workbook is finally out. Yes, Amazon said, girl, we not waiting. We know you've been waiting, but we're not. So you can order uh, on Amazon the print copy of Married to Trauma, the book, which is my story, my journey. It gets a little saucy. It gets a little saucy. I don't use no names. So y'all can go ahead and it's not a telenovela. It's 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 my story, right? It's a book full of free verse poems. I just got creative with it, right? You'll enjoy it. It's powerful. It's impactful. Sometimes I read back at some of them. I'm like, my God, girl. Yes. And then Married to Trauma, the print copy of the workbook. The workbook is for all of you, right? I love a good workbook. If you remember Release and Rise, the behavioral health workbook, thank you all that supported that part of my journey also. The Married to Trauma workbook is so much more in depth. It's a compilation of, you'll see when you get the book, but it breaks down the book, but in a way for you to look at your own marriage, right? What are you married to? What patterns and behaviors have not shifted because you haven't even realized that they're there, right? So go to amazon.com because I know all of y'all got Amazon. You probably got Amazon Prime too. And this is not a plug for Amazon, but my book is on Amazon. Go to amazon.com, type in married to trauma, and you will see the book pop up and the workbook. It is available now. The Kindle edition will not be available until uh, October 4th, 2023, but it is on pre-order as well as if you go to barnesandnobles.com, married to trauma, the print copy and the the workbook print copy is on pre-order and will be shipped out October 4th, 2023. I'm so excited for this. It's, it's my story, y'all. It's my story. It's my story in the funnest way. Are you ready to meet the true you? And we are back. Uh, So this episode, um, I wanted to really like dive into releasing guilt um, because one, not just for our purpose, what we're called to do, what we're created to do, but just how guilt ends up uh, coming into the body, right? Coming into our space and allowing us to make decisions from a guilt space, uh, making, allowing us, not making us, allowing us to um, defer what we're supposed to be doing um, because of guilt, right? So I've been like, I've, I've sat on this for a while. Um, I thought about it for a while. And even just how guilt show, has shown up in my healing journey, right? It's also a form of people pleasing. Um, or it could become a form of people pleasing. It leads us into people pleasing. Because we feel that if these certain people do not agree with us, or if we let them down, then we become disobedient to our intuition. We become disobedient to what we're supposed to be doing. We become um, a constant vessel that is being used for what other people need, not what we're supposed to be doing, right? So when I say that, right, what I mean is When we step into our purpose, when we step into our actual 
place of divinity, right? What our what our mission is, then there are people that are assigned to us. There are um, souls that are assigned to us. There are places that are assigned to us, right? So we completely disregard those people, right? Because we want to satisfy the needs of the people who are not a part of that, right? And this isn't, so like, I'm a mom, right? Um, It's not, it's not separate from my child, but it's not a hundred percent for my child, right? But it, but it will show him what it means to really like live in your divine purpose, right? The other side of that is guilt allowing us to only please the people that we are trying to hold on to, right? We've all heard the saying that where we're going, we can't take everybody with us. And when I tell you that is 2000% correct, right? Because every time you say yes to the unknown, yes to curiosity, yes to you, and not you as in like being selfish, right? You as in, I want to take care of myself so that I can be 100% myself, so that I can be 100% prepared and ready for who is attached to my calling, right? So there was some ways that um, guilt holds us, right? So one way that I was thinking about, I kind of said it already, is the fear of not following our intuition, right? So when we don't follow our intuition, we're constantly going to be wondering. We're constantly going to be asking ourselves why. We're constantly going to be unsettled, right? We're going to be unsettled, but settling for something less than what is God's preference and desire for us, right? Um, Your intuition is probably telling you that you need to let this go. This is no longer for you, right? This is this is where you need to like pull off back up a little bit, right? I share the story often when I quit my job in October of 2022. It was a prompting that I felt, right? Outside of me like being ready to this time I wanted to make sure I was doing it strategically in a way that was not selfish, right? Wasn't just me having a chip on my shoulder. Wasn't just me um, just being rebellious and saying, I could do this by myself, right? It wasn't just me not wanting to work. Like I came home from work that day and sat in silence and said to myself, we'll, we'll set out loud, God, if what I'm feeling about leaving my job is you, I need you to give me a sign. And I just sat there. And I started typing out my resignation letter. I stopped when I got to the date that I would be leaving because then I'm thinking about, well, I need money. I need to be able to hold on to my apartment. I need to be able to pay my car note. I need to be able to do all these things, right? I need money to even keep doing what it is that I'm doing on the side until it gets bigger, right? I need all of these things. Fear allowed me to put that I, would re- that I was resigning a month from that date right? Fear put me, I think it was, it, it, it might've been a little bit of guilt also, right? Because it's like, dang, like I've been out on mental health leave. I don't want to leave my team hanging. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to make sure my kids are good. I want to make sure the teachers are good. I want to make sure like I leave everybody in a good space, even though I felt that I did that before I went out on that mental health leave. Like I sensed it, The last day I was in the office and had the review files with my my manager, 
right? Even the way she said goodbye to me, she was like, I'll see you when I see you. And, I was, and in my mind, I was just like, well, I'll be back in three months. But then I was like, mm, the energy is shifting. I got to move with it, right? I have to trust it. So coming back, I put on my resignation letter that I would be leaving a month from that date that I was sending them the resignation letter and then submitted it. They came back to me and said, this was a Tuesday. They came back to me and said, we accept your resignation. However, instead of a month out, this Friday will be your last day. I said, okay, all right, here we go, right? So now like, I'm only able to get whatever I needed for the month because that the whole thing with this with um unemployment was weird too, right? But I allowed fear to get in the way. I allowed guilt to get in the way of me really filling into what it needed to be, right? Honestly though, I'm a I'm gonna keep it a buck. If I would have put out put two weeks out, I think they still would have said that Friday would have been my last day because of the reason that they give. And I also was out for three months on mental health leave, right? But we're not talking about the company. We're talking about like me listening to my intuition, right? Uh, the second part is fear of losing relationships. I've lost a lot of relationships. A lot of relationships, a lot of friendships that I thought were going to last for a lifetime that every time I would hit a new level, even since I've been here in Cambodia, there's friendships that have disintegrated because of the rapid movement of acceleration. When you choose to say yes and live in your purpose and stay curious about what it is, right, the more narrow that you get the more, um, not narrow, but the more you start hitting the target, right? The more weeding out of everything else, right? Because the more you hit that target, the more you're being, the, the more you're able to see for yourself, okay, I've elevated a little bit more. I've grown a little bit more. I'm not thinking like I used to think just two weeks ago, right? I'm not seeing things the way I used to see them just two weeks ago, right? Especially when you're in your calling, right? And it doesn't, it no longer, it no longer uh, serves or, um, how am I trying to say this? Allows you to be who people perceived you as, right? Because as you step into it deeper, right, there's there's an anointing that fall, that's already on you. The more you step deeper into it, the more you start to become wet in that, right? It's like if you if you walk, you go to the beach, right? You walk in, in the sand and now you're walking in the water, right? It's covering your feet. You keep walking. It's covering your ankles. You keep walking. It's coming up your leg. Now you're at knee level, right? You're now allowing your purpose, right? The, all of this, this ocean water is your purpose, right? And every time you get deeper into it, you go higher, right? And you start releasing more, right? You start, you start allowing what, like your thoughts, how you think, how you perceive things, how you move, how you talk, how you walk, right? What you pay attention to shifts, right? And people are still expecting you to be who you were when you, when you not left them. And I say left them because I left, I left the States and came to Cambodia. So there's, there's a version of me that people still remember that's not here. And since I've been here, there's a version of me that has elevated, that has accelerated, that has grown very quickly and swiftly, right? So now that I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I can't back down from it, my language is different, my awareness is different, right? 
And now having certain conversations with people, it's triggering something in them that has nothing to do with me, right? When you start shifting, you have to, you have to know that you're going to lose people along the way because people want to, want to keep you where they, where they were comfortable knowing you. Right, your elevation is not going to please everybody, and we have to be okay with that. It's lonely out here. I take that back. My ass ain't lonely. It can feel like that sometimes, it can look like that sometimes, right? But, and I don't know why I'm going here, but it's, it's, we have to learn that being lonely and being alone are two completely different things, right? Two completely different things. I enjoy being alone. It's okay with me, right? Does that mean that I want to push everybody away? No. Does that mean my intention is to not have people around me? Absolutely. I mean, no, 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 no. Not absolutely. (laughs) The intention is to have the right people around me, right? As I continue to grow and accelerate, the goal is to have people now who are either going to move at that same rapid pace with me, right? And this is no judgment on anybody's journey, right? We all move at our own pace. Sometimes we get in our own way of that pace. We allow our trauma to get in the way of that pace. We allow our thinking mind to get in the way of that pace, right? What I want is people who are going to accelerate either a little bit further than me or at the same rate as me, right? Even if you're a little bit behind me, I can't, like, if I'm grabbing my hand behind just like track stars when they run in that baton, right? I need to know that you close enough to where I'm not going to have to like slow down to catch you, right? We should be at some kind of pace where it's like, okay, even if you hold in my hand and my hand is back behind you, we still running at the same pace, right? I won't let those people go, but where there's excuses, right? Where there's, um, uh, you like you 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 like awareness, but like lack of motivation or lack of behavior shift, right? Like that, like there's certain things that qualify for people to get left behind, also. And sometimes God will remove those people on His own, and sometimes we have to do them, do that, right? Do the removing, right? So we can't we can't be fearful of losing relationships. I don't want nobody around me that's not willing to keep growing. I don't want anybody around me that's going to make excuses for their growth. I done shared my story. I done been through way too much to allow anybody to give me excuses about why they cannot grow. You want the next level, but you're not willing to do the work to get to the next level. It doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. I get agitated when I'm starting to feel complacent, right? And like, I like, I can't, I can't, I can't be like, my inner circle cannot have people that are complacent. And this is, this is for me, right? Beg it, do, pick and choose as you please, as you will, whatever your life calls for you, right? But for me and my house, for me and my business, for me and my purpose, for me and my, my calling, I cannot have people around me that are complacent. I cannot have people around me that are afraid to jump. I cannot have people around me that are not curious about who their divine version of them is. I cannot have people around me that have excuses. I cannot have people around, like there's no excuse. There's no excuse. There's not one excuse. I cannot have people around me that are solely focused on things because I just sold all of my things to find who it is that God has called me to be so that I can walk in my purpose. Because baby, when I I walk in my purpose and my divine calling, 
that gives permission for other people who are ready to do the same thing to be their true and divine self, right? Purpose isn't just about me. It's about the people that are called to me. And it's about the people who need to be set free so that they can do what it is they're called to do. So if that means I have to lose family, if that means I have to lose friends, if that means I have to be single, if that means my son has to stay with his dad, then that's going to have to be okay. Because what God has for me, I want it all. I want it all. I'm not leaving nothing on the table. I've been through way too much to leave anything on the table. Not one person walking this earth is worth me leaving anything on the table, especially when they don't want to really do the work for what it is that is on the table for them. I'm not going to the grave with a, with a, with a body full of 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 gifts and talents and money and and books and 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 trips and come on and preach like I and and healing for other people. I got chills. Like I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I have a great grandmother who will be 103 years old this year. 103 years old. You think I don't want her to see her great grandchild living her life to the fullest doing do like live like really living in in her purpose my grandmother on my mother's side i wish my great grandmother was still here god bless her soul but my grandmother on my mother's side i talked to her the other day she we just on the phone like giving thanks to god because of how much she's been through and the healing that has taken place in her body you think I don't want her to see that like she's already seen me go through so much. Why would I not want her to see me live my life to the fullest and get everything that I've desired, everything that God has placed in me and what the sacrifice is going to look like? Why would I not want my elders to see that their ancestors Pray for me to be their wildest dreams, to heal everything that has happened. Why would I not? And I'm supposed to cry over losing a friend? I've been through too much. I've been through too much. I've been through too much. And this is not to say that I don't want friends. I don't want I don't I I want the right friends. I want the right people around me, right? And just because somebody is a good person doesn't mean that they're a good person for you. I'm going to say it again. Just because somebody is a good person doesn't mean that they are a good person for you. Good people are good people. That doesn't make them called people. Right? Uh, another space where guilt, uh, oh Jesus, this one here, um, another space where guilt holds us is it stifles our creativity, man. Look, so when I started my healing journey, um, my therapist and I at the time, and this is how I got into yoga. I knew I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what it was. I was doing a lot of like community service work um, with some teens, um, a lot of grassroots work doing uh, my life movement. Y'all probably remember that Jez was a little baby. He was he was our little mascot. Right. Um, And. I knew like I enjoyed doing that so much, but then there was a time where I had to walk away and that was when a lot of my healing started also, right? Because it's like, I know there's something that I want to do. I just don't know what it is. Just don't know what it is. I enjoyed like mentoring these young people. I enjoyed being a part of what they were building in their, in the community, um, shout out to Trenton, New Jersey, always and forever home. Um, yeah, like I, I, I enjoyed all of that, 
both and I knew there was more, right? So as I started doing healing work, um, my therapist and I at the time were healing a lot of like sexual trauma from when I was a childhood. I started getting into yoga and bam, that's when things started unlocking. My creativity started unlocking. I found Canva and just started playing around with stuff. And all I remember saying is, I want to see color. I need to see color, right? Guilt holds in our body, in our, I believe it's our sacral chakra, um, which is our creativity space, right? Let me just confirm. Um, But it is our creativity space where we create from, right? So when we struggle to flow in that area, right, um, and it can be because of trauma, it can be um, a lot of like sexual abuse, it can be just any unhealed energy in that space, mother wounds, um, let me see, uh, where... So primarily, it's held in the heart, followed by the head and stomach, right? It's held in the body, right? Um, I'm, I'm thinking more energy center, uh, chakra. Yeah, sacral chakra, right? So um, you may feel feelings of body shame and sexual guilt. If this chakra is off balance, it can lead someone to have addictive tendencies. Um, The sacral chakra is associated with the element of water. So this is an energy center that is quite emotional by nature, right? If we are not like releasing emotions, right? That, That energy center is very potent for um uh holding on right to guilt so even when i think about like when you think about like sexual encounters right sometimes there's a guilt in us just giving whether it's our partner whether it's whatever we've been through there's a power that's taken from us um which also moves into the um the solar plexus right um so yeah, like when we think about our creativity, we get stuck because let me just go to, give me a second. Let me, let me just come to the definition of guilt. Let's, let's, let's take this to Webster. Guilt is... The fact of having committed a a specified or implied offense or crime, that's the noun. The verb is to make someone feel guilty. I hate when the definition has the word in it, especially in order to induce them to do something. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of manipulation mixed with some people pleasing, right? It's, it's, that's, that's the vibe I'm getting from guilt. And when we do that, we are... Like, so let me take this back, right? I don't think it stifles our creativity. I think we end up becoming creative, but in a way that doesn't really give healthy service, right? Because reading the definition of guilt, it's it's giving, it's giving a little bit of people-pleasing mixed with a little bit of manipulation, right? Which... We get creative. That's that's the creativity of being able to get what you want, right? But then there's like the positive side of creativity where it's like, okay, how do I transmute, right? Transmution is creativity, right? Healing is creativity, right? So if it's if someone's making me feel guilty or if I'm allowing someone to make me feel guilty, that means I'm allowing them to induce me into doing something that I really don't want to do, 
right? So that's where the stifling of the creativity can come in because it's like what you really want to do, you're being guilted out of doing, right? So someone is manipulating you into believing that what it is that you really want to do is not what you're supposed to be doing when intuitively that is what you're supposed to be doing, right? And I think we grow with learning how to listen to our intuition. Um, So we have to give ourselves grace there. We have to give ourselves um, space to grow, right? We're not always going to be in tune all the time, which we should be in tune all the time. Both and if you're in the beginning of your healing journey, right? You got to do some work, especially some body work, right? To really unclout that space, right? Um, So I think when I wrote out, it stifles our creativity. To me, for me, I feel like there was a long period of time where I was just seeing black and white. I wasn't seeing um, color. I wasn't seeing like how to create things, right? How to put things together. Um, You'll read it in the book. Uh, (laughs) In my book, Married to Trauma, I said that there was a point in time where I shouldn't have been working with no kids. And I was working with kids since I was 15. Like there was no reason for me to be working with kids, working with these families. Cause I had no idea what I was doing. At least, at least I... I, like looking back at what I know now and what I've learned, like I was literally learning on the job, right? But there was not much space for creativity or maybe for me, I couldn't see any space for creativity because I didn't know what I wanted to create. I didn't know what I was supposed to create outside of creating community, right? And making sure that the kids that I was working with when we would have team meetings, they would have everybody that was in their corner, whether we were confused about it or not, whether they were family, friends, or in the system, uh, working for the system in those in those meetings, right? So I guess there was a level of creativity there, but that's just all I knew, right? I think creativity, I'm talking about like um, art, right? And not art as in like canvas paint, I'm talking about like now getting into yoga, right? Asana, getting creative with that, coming back to the somatic body of dance, the energy centers, um, just playing around on Canva, right? Like what does creativity look like for you? And if you if you dedicate yourself to healing, can you see the growth in your creativity, right? Even if the creative outlet is what is healing for you, because that tends to happen too. That's, that's what happens with people who are artists, right? Um, another one, I kind of said this already causes us to people, please. We step outside of ourselves. We have no boundaries. We allow guilt to be what tears the boundary down, right? Um, Another one is that it limits us in our growth. Because guilt is... So guilt is not the root, right? The root, we have to discover what the root is. I'm not going to say what it is or what it isn't. I think everybody's root that, that grows into guilt is something different, right? But guilt is not the root, right? So until we get to the root of why we feel guilty for some of the decisions that we make, right, that better ourselves and open us up to creating space for other people to see themselves, to live in their purpose, to give truth, all of those things, um, then yes, guilt can stun our growth, right? The only way you'll be able to come to the root of what where guilt grows from, right? Because there's something else that's the seed, and guilt is the is the plant, the weed that grows from it. 
right? The only way we're able to get to that root is if we're honest with, if is if we actually do the healing work. Healing is investigation to build awareness, right? I've said it on here before, like once you do that initial band-aid rip-off, scab dig-in um, of your healing journey, everything else becomes an awareness, right? It becomes an awareness journey, right? Um... Another way that guilt holds us, so guilt will tell us that we ourselves are not important or worth it, right? The it being whatever it is that you are holding yourself back from or that you've allowed guilt to hold you back from, right? So guilt can hold us back from actually investigating, okay, why... Am I not listening to my intuition, right? And now that comes down to a trust issue. What is my trust issue, right? And not everybody goes down a rabbit hole like I do, so on and so forth, whatever, what have you. But that, like, we that we then have to, like, start investigating, okay, why am I allowing guilt to tell me that I'm not important enough or worthy enough to live the life that I desire, which the life that I desire is nine times out of 10 going to be the life that God has preferred for us, right? We all could settle for safe and God will be okay with that also, right? But I don't, again, I don't want to leave nothing on the table. I don't want to leave anything on the table. I want to stay curious about how much more, how much more grand, how much more does God have for me that belongs to me, right? And that takes our participation also. So when we allow guilt, to tell us that we're not important or that we're not worth it. Then we then then that's when like all these other things come in right depression. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there allowing myself to settle in in what is shown to me, what is given to me, right? The suppressing of what I really want how I want my life to really be lived, right? And actually suppressing the gift so that I can satisfy and please and please everybody else. I had this um, conversation with someone I met here and it blessed me so much. This was, it blessed me so much that it was two weeks ago and it just hit me before I got, like while I was in the shower today, right? That... That like there's 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 a there's um there's a gifting and a talent right but there's also to go with that right to 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 deepen the actual thing you were chosen to do that's what the gift and the talent is for right it's it's creating those avenues for you to be able to do what it is you were chosen to do. And when it hit me in the shower today, I said, God is not playing with me. And I have to stop suppressing myself and walking on eggshells with people because when I'm given something to do or to say to a specific person or persons, I can't care about what it is that they are going to think right? If they walk out of my life, if they do all these things. I've come to the conclusion that when I'm given a message to give to somebody and they're close to me, right? Family and friend, it's, it, ha- it happens very often that they think I'm attacking them. But I know I'm not attacking them because when I give them the message and they say what they need to say, there's so much peace, so much peace that comes, right? So much peace because I'm, I'm, I'm a soldier for God, 
right? I'm here to do what he's called me to do. And if that means a friendship has to end because I delivered a message that wasn't from me, then that's what it has to be, which then furthers, uh, further allows me to see and awaken to that that person, in spite of them being a good person, wasn't the person that needed to be in my circle because they can mishandle me and my gifting. So we have to be mindful of that also, right? That the people around us can also mishandle our gifting. They can mishandle our gifting, especially when it's time for them to be serviced, right? It's all fun and games until 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 truth comes to what it needs to be. Another thing is guilt tells us how we have to behave for others and block our truth. Literally what I just said, right? Literally what I just said. I was talking to a girl I met out here. Um, she's so dope. We were actually like we met um in passing and we sat and chat for a while come to find out like I lived in PA right outside of Philly for a little bit she lived in the same town like she's like we I can throw out names of places and she knows exactly what I'm talking about references when we say John like that John like she gets she gets it right even like she's lived in Jersey for a little bit so it's cool. Like she's went to school in Florida for a little bit. So it's like, it's cool to, to meet somebody from back home and keep that familiarity while I'm here. Right. And, um, I've been craving like a lot of sweets. Not a lot of places have a lot of vegan sweets, but there's this place we found that has a really good vegan cheesecake. I got, Vegan cheesecake one morning, the night before I had some care. Oh, it's not vegan cheesecake. Excuse me. It's just regular cheesecake. I don't think they had vegan cheesecake at the time or else I wouldn't got it. And this story would be different. Um, But the night before we had met up and got like we had met up for dessert and I got a carrot cake. Whoo, the carrot cake was so good. That carrot cake was so good. Um... And then the next day, I got um, uh, I went to my little spot, my little Kamar spot that I go to, you know, when I got to fend for myself the days that I'm not teaching and got um, some vegetable fried rice. And I forgot to tell them no egg and I'm eating it and there's egg in it. And I'm just like, eh. so my stomach was lit all night all day. I took a nap for like four or five hours. My stomach, I got up, stomach was rumbling in the jungle again. It was, it was an exhausting day, right? So I'm texting her back and forth. We're texting back and forth. And she was like, oh, she was like, she, we already knew that my stomach was going to be lit from the, 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 the carrot cake and the cheesecake, right? So she already knew. She was like, oh, how's your stomach feeling from the desserts or whatever? And I told her, I was like, it's been a rumbling day. I said, but also I got fried rice and they had egg in it. I forgot to tell them no egg. And she was like, oh, man. And she was she asked me, she said, when that happens with the egg, is there anything you could take for it? And I said, no, I said, because it's not an allergy, it's a preference. There's some of us that are like putting some ointment or or just taking something, right? Because we think, oh, if I just like if I just do this one thing, guilt, then everything else will go away, right? We're 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 thinking it's an allergy when really it's a preference, right? The preference is no egg. Because if I eat egg, it's going to make me sick. It's going to take me down. I don't like egg anymore. It doesn't smell good to me anymore. It doesn't do well with my stomach. On top of, right, 
It was also my preference to eat sweets that weren't vegan, but I already knew what was going to happen. And I probably don't need to do that again, right? But we, we're stifling ourselves and putting ointment on something, calling it a preference when really it's an allergy because the preference is unstifling and living out loud, unstifling and really, really choosing God's best for us. Right. And where we where some of us are right now listening to this, some of y'all are putting ointment and taking an allergy pill on something that needs to just like not be a thing because your preference is different. Right. It's not an allergy. It's a preference. I preferred no egg. I don't want egg. I prefer to not eat meat. I don't like meat. Right. I don't like how it made my body feel. And the only way I was able to see how it was making my body feel is not eating it and seeing how my body feels now not eating it. And I don't want to eat it again. Right. So there is no push and pull and tuggle, you know, oh, I can I can I can get I can let it slide this one time. No, that's guilt. Right. I guilted myself into eating sweets that I knew weren't vegan. That's fine. I paid for those consequences. But when it came to the egg, that was a no that was a deal breaker. I didn't want any egg. So I had to sit there and pick out all the egg that was in my uh my fried rice cuz I prefer no egg. I'm not guilting myself to eat the egg just to make someone else happy. I'm not guilting myself to eat something that isn't for me. That is my preference, right? So when we talk about guilt, like releasing guilt um, that comes with owning our 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 living, our owning of living in our purpose. I'm not keeping like my preference is to live the life that I desire. My preference is to accelerate. My preference is to have people around me that are not going to be afraid to be vulnerable, that are not going to be afraid to speak the truth, speak life, that are not going to be afraid to say, you know what? I messed up today. You know what? I misunderstood that. You know what? I want to take a leap. Right. I'm going to take the like my preference is to have people who are as badass as me around me because I know what I need around me. I can't have timid people around me. I can't have timid people on my team. I can't have people on my team who who. Like I, 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 I just know my preference is, I know what my preference is. My preference is tied to my purpose. I need people who like see the vision before, before the vision actually hits, right? Even if they don't understand it. Don't see it because you love me. I don't like I've gotten to a place where I, I can tell my like, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I had to learn how to tell myself that I'm proud of myself because the people I kept waiting to get it from, they're not going to give it to me because I'm not living my life the way they want me to live it. So I'm past having people tell me that they are proud of me. I need people that say, you know what? I don't understand the vision, but I'm a rock with you. I trust you. I said this before, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna it's I'm um we still 2023. I said this declaration the beginning of the year that I'm gonna love myself so deeply that I want to keep exploring how deep that love can go. To the point where the people who search for me have to go to God first because those are like because there's a specific type of people that I know I need around me. Business wise, friendship wise, and I'm okay being by myself until those people 
show face. And even if once upon a time I thought those people were those people, they they move along too. Things have shifted a lot since I've been out here. I've learned myself a lot. I'm going to say it again. I have a great grandmother that's going to be 103 years old this month, the the latter part of September. And my grandmother, who is my best friend, is healed to the point where I need both of these ladies to see that whatever prayers they've been praying, whatever their ancestors prayed, that I was the one called to do it. And I'm going to live the life that I desire and the one that they prayed for someone to break the chains in this family. And if that means I got to do it by myself until God sends people to do it and to understand the vision, right? The, it, the word says, write the vision and make it plain so that people who read it may run. Right? And not tarry. Wait, though it may tarry, right? Right? It's gonna be it's there's gonna be a long so that's the part I'm in also, right? Is that long haul, that long run, right? Again, everybody's journey is different. And I'm the last person here to sit here and tell somebody that their journey is weak or their journey is something what I I don't even know what you would say about somebody else's journey, right? I honor everybody's journey. I just know that where I'm at in mine, there's a certain type of level up that I need from people, places, not even things, maybe things, but not so much. Yeah, yeah. If it takes me away from my divine truth, then I don't need it. I don't want it. If it takes me away from God and the purpose that he has set out for me, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Why y'all got me on here preaching today? I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired. I hope this blessed y'all. Work through the guilt. Work through the guilt because it will hold you hostage. Guilt will hold you hostage. Guilt will hold you hostage. Guilt will hold you hostage. Release it so that you can live in your truth. Live in your divine truth. Live in your power, your divine power. Right, God's got something for all of us, but the only way we access it is through him and through the releasing of the things that are keeping us from living in our truth. It's 1212. Yeah, yeah. I love all of y'all for free. Until next time.